Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Firecracker. Like, I just, like, at one point where I, like, guys couldn't even, like, talk to me. I was like, no. Like, I just went through this, like, total, I, <laughs> I'm still kind of like that, but total phase of just doing me. You are tuning into The Mitchell Report Unleashed Podcast, where your experience comes through accountability and consistency. The results are inside you. You know, I should make you do your own intro. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, I'm not okay. Are you okay, Rory? I'm always good. I'm always great. Better than ever. It's almost the end this of the year. True. You know, and um, you're here. Mitchell Report Unleashed podcast featuring Justine Lewis, a.k.a. Teeny, a.k.a. Teeny. Are you okay podcast? The host of. What's going on? How are you? Yes. So I'm not Okay. Yes, I started a podcast, honestly, almost a year ago at this point on my 30th birthday. So that was back in February of this year. And I've been podcasting ever since. You came on my show. What was it? Episode. I should know these things. I'm horrible. Um, let's pull it up. <laughs> what episode you were on. <laughs> wow. You know, you're something I else. just. I honestly, people tell me this and I just like, I don't even know how to respond anymore. Um, you were on episode 18, the recycle bin of excuses featuring Roy Mitchell. So yes, it's been a long time coming. That was back in July. Yes, it was. It was the summertime. Mm-hmm. But you've been, you've just been a barrel of just content and you're all over the oh, place. Wow. You're on ships. <laughs> you're on water. I don't do the ships. I don't do the water. You know what I mean? I don't do <laughs> any of that stuff. You keep laughing at me and it's fine. But you know, that's why we're here today. We're here to we're here to talk just to get your story. You know? Okay. What, what is what is development? What is what is you? Who are you? Because I don't feel like a lot of people get a chance to know who you are as a person. You know, and things like that. Well, that's it. Like, when you're putting out content, podcasts, representing yourself online, like, you're only seeing the good shit. Like, nobody nobody really wants... I mean, I always say I hang myself out to dry. Like, I'm very unfiltered. I'm honest to a fault. Like, I'm very loyal. So, I have no trouble speaking about hard things. My personal experiences, my challenges, like, that's one of my gifts is that I just... I'm an open book, as are you. Um, and this podcast has been such a cool space to like operate in because nobody's gonna get on Instagram story and be like, you know, like just like say the most heinous things. I mean, I do sometimes, but that's the podcast space like is very liberating because you don't really have to hold back, right? So with putting out content, like people like actually knowing who I am, like this is me. I am that person that you're like, yo, is she fake? Like, is she being like, like, is she for real? Like, is she actually like that? Is she that loud? Is she that animated? And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of fucking am. <laughs> you, you see, so... you're already coming out the gate with the with the heat. And that's what I love. And you know what? What I want to do with this show here is I want to do something a little, a little different. You know, I want to I want to come out with oh. your your dream for vaca- dream vacation, worst vacation, and your best vacation. All three. Give me the triple threat right now. Okay, so that I've been on, or dream vacation, worst vacation, and best vacation that I've been on, or no? Like these are you tell me. Okay, like. We freestyling. Oh my gosh, is this a test? He's like analyzing me. The life coach is analyzing me. Okay, I love it. Um, my dream vacation, like bucket list worthy spot, is for sure Indonesia, Fiji, Hawaii vibes. 
Obviously, Fiji is very different from Hawaii. It's the United States. Um, But I'm actually going there on the cruise ship that I'm going to be working on. So I'm kind of checking that off my bucket list. But dream vacation is always tropical for me. It's always beach, hot. I mean, look, I four seasons in Canada. We're so lucky. Great. Um, I love summer. So tropical, gorgeous beach, the kind of like rest and relaxation meets a party. Um, I want to see elephants. I want to surf. I want to do yoga. Like, I don't know. You know, I'm kind of like a mixed bag, but for sure, tropical, like breathtaking destination for dream vacation. Worst vacation? Oof. Like, honestly, just going to like a mediocre, all-inclusive where you don't even see any culture, any town. You get sick with like turista and like are shitting and vomiting. Like that just like sounds like hell to me, you know, like getting sick on vacation or getting like robbed on vacation. Like, just like, I want to, at this point in my life, experience cultures. And like, of course, all-inclusives, like they, they play their role, but like a mediocre all-inclusive and getting sick would probably be like rock bottom vacation. And then what was the other one? Best vacation. Best vacation that I've taken. Hmm. Ooh, I'm I'm very lucky. My parents uh took us everywhere. So I traveled from a young age and then working on ships and then like making good money and like traveling on my own. I would probably say <laughs> You know what's crazy is back in August I went to Chicago as soon as they opened the borders to reunite with my best friend there. And another best friend of mine came and it was just a balls to the walls trip. It was like we were free from like COVID. I mean, it's the States. It's so different there. Right. And like, we didn't have to wear masks and it was just, I mean, we did in certain, you know, aspects, but like, it was so freeing. I'm not kidding. Worry. Chicago was like one of my best vacations post pandemic reuniting with someone after not seeing them for two years and just like partying, but also just like eating good food and just, like living in the moment, jumping in the like lake. People say, my voice teacher always says, like, Chicago's the Toronto that got the lake right. Mm, I like Because it's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous there. It's not like trash Woodbine Beach, you know? Hmm. Wow. Did I pass the test? <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know, the people that go to Woodbine Beach might have something to say about that. That's fine. They can fucking come at me all they want. Woodbine Beach is trash. (laughs) Look, there's great volleyball courts. That's awesome. That's great for anyone who plays volleyball. But, like, I don't. So I just want to enjoy the water. And I I don't want to go in swimming and, like, come out with an extra arm, you know? Like Ontario. Well, we talk about arms. And I feel like you're you're a jack of all trades. You're ambidextrous. So you know where we're going with this. What got you into professional acting what got you into that okay so yeah so i'm a professional actor which is like so funny how we have trouble saying that as performers when it's like the it's literally the truth i am i've worked i'm in every union that i could be in but it's like we are so limiting with like nothing's ever good enough right nothing's ever good enough you get what you want you get your dream job you want another one you know, you don't work for six months and all of a sudden you're no longer, you don't, you don't quantify yourself as an actor anymore. Unfortunately, actors, um, always feel like if they're working, they're an actor. If they're not working, they're no longer an actor. And that's just not the case. So when you are truly an actor, like you're signing up for a life of like a commitment to the art form, right? So it all kind of started when, like, how much do you want me to share? Like, I mean, when whatever I started dancing. Want, whatever you want. This yeah. Is, this is your to space. To kind of like the journey. Okay, mm. cool. So I always knew from a young age. I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. My family was very supportive. I come from, like, a sports family. Like, even my mom. Like, not to play gender roles, but even my mom, like, huge sports fan. Football Sundays. Like, you know, hockey night in Canada. And I just never really got into it. Like, I was always, like daydreaming about dance and theater and performing. And so they put me in dance at a young age at like the church basement, like around the corner from our place. 
Cameron School of Dance, shout out, longest running dance school in Canada, I believe. Um, but at the time, they didn't even have mirrors. Like, it was just, I was just there to have fun, and I really liked it. And then um, the owner, like, saw something in me. I was never blessed with, like, a dancer's, you know, body. Or, I mean, I was always very thin, but growing up, but I wasn't blessed with, like, the tools. I had to work really, really, really hard. But I had the heart and I had the passion. I had the, like, je ne sais quoi. And then I started taking theater classes at, like, 9, I think. Saturday mornings, my dad would drive me downtown Montreal. I'm from Montreal, by the way. And got really into that. And then took it all throughout high school. I was in, like, touring troops. I had an agent at the age of, like, I think 14. I got my first agent. Um, so I started going to professional auditions. I was dance competition girl, you know, doing it all. And I could always sing, but it was the thing that I was the most insecure about for some reason. And it's so funny because it's probably the thing that's booked me the most work at this point. Mm. <laughs> um, and I knew I wanted to go to Dawson College in downtown Montreal, which is a Seychelles, and they have like the most notorious like theater program at the time in Montreal. And I didn't get in. And it rocked my world. Like, I was supposed to go there. And it really, I really questioned whether I should go into dance, maybe. Or, like, I just was, it just threw me for a loop. And I knew that this was my path and I was going to be an actor. But this was the program I had to be in. And it's funny because I had been in, like, a final round of Triple Sensation, which was this triple threat show on CBC. And I had to cancel my audition for Dawson. So, like, I justified it as that. Like, oh, it must have been because I canceled and rescheduled my audition. It must be because I want to do music theater now. Like, I had caught the music theater bug, and this was, like, a theater program. In the end, I ended up going to another Sejap that offered a very similar program, but I had to move away. I had to live in residence, and my mom went behind my back, got me in, and it was the best three years. Best. I got a theater degree, and then I always said that I was going to go to Randolph College here in Toronto for music theater. So I did five years of training, um, graduated from both programs, and then I was, like, out into the world, right? And they prep you best you can, you know, rejection, 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 but it's hard. Like, it is fucking hard doing this. I, I remember booking, like, a show that was unpaid at first, and then I ended up booking, like, a provincial tour, like a school tour, which is how a lot of theater performers kind of start out. And then, yeah, like, the ball just got rolling. Like, I got my union credits. I did some commercials. I, um, yeah, and I just fell in love with the hustle. I just, I was mm -hmm. like, this is my life. I'm good at it. I, I was booking. But you never feel like you're booking enough. Like, it's just, it's just so funny. It's so wild. Like, this, this career. And so I think the big moment for me was when I booked Disney Cruise Line as a main stage performer and I did three contracts with them over the last five years and I'm heading back out to sea with them uh, in February. So that's kind of been my trajectory. I dabbled in film and television these last couple of years as well. I'm still working towards getting that like IMDB credit though, right? So I've yeah. done like stand-in, I've done doubling, I've done, you know, small roles, silent on camera, commercials, but I have yet to get that fucking IMDB credit. But you're going to... So I'm going to. So here's my question to you with everything you just broke down there. What do you yeah. feel is more important for an actress, talent or training? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, talent or training? I kind of want to say talent versus work ethic. Okay. I like um, that. Yeah, because training, here's the thing. You build connections when you're in these schools. You build a community. You meet some of your teachers are casting directors. Some of your teachers are playwrights. Some of your teachers, like, they're in the biz. They could hire you just from, you know, training you. But at the end of the day, whoever's right for the job is right for the job, regardless of where they went to school. Mm -hmm. um, is what I've witnessed. I know that it often helps you get you into the room in the first place. But talent is cute and all. But talent isn't going to sustain you in this business. It will eat you alive if you just rely on your talent. Mm. Like, you need to keep your wits about you, Rory, like, so hard. Because it, you, the comparison aspect, the rejection, like, 
I am all for like work ethic. Like, especially at my age now at 30, like you really start to see people fall off, especially women who want to like start families and like, you know what I mean? They feel like their biological clocks are ticking. People want a more steady income. Hmm. So I'm going with work ethic and and training over talent personally. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you react when somebody gives you a negative review about your performance? Mm. It talent is subjective, right? Everything is fucking subjective. Someone's going to love your podcast. Someone's going to hate your podcast, regardless of what you put out. Like someone's going to love me. They're going to hate me. Like it doesn't even really matter. It never feels good to have somebody (laughs) like fucking comment on your voice or your body. Um, I'm just, I'm just, the skin is so thick now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even really face me that much. I think criticism is important. Like, I'll definitely hear what that person has to say and, like, implement it. But at the end of the day, I'm just kind of like, it is what it is. Like, is that a weird response? Mm-hmm. When you're when you're in. <laughs> no, but here's the thing is, right. When you're in these in these plays and things like that and people see your craft, they see your cadence, they see what you bring to the table. Do they ever look at you for pointers? Do they ever look at you for tips? And what is it you, what is it you build with? And and how do you help yeah. mentor mentor those people, men or women? Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting when you meet another actor. So, and it's funny because actors can totally relate to this. And muggles, which I call the non-theater people, can't really. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to break it down for them. Like. Actors love to talk about themselves. And I, I mean, I think anyone likes to talk about themselves. I don't know. And it's always like, oh, are you in the union? Are you like, what have you done? Like what, like when you ask an hour actor how they are, they just start listing like their resume to you. And it's like, no, like genuinely, like, how are you? And so when somebody comes to me with like, I want to be an actor, or help me find an agent, or how do you book Disney, or this or that. Like, I just, I'm very particular about who I help now. Because Mm -hmm. it is fucking insulting to, like, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say it. Like, to someone who has dedicated their entire life, and who has sacrificed so much to do this, whether it be, I don't have a house yet. I, you know, like so many things that such an odd trajectory of life, the artist, the artist's way to just, just me sit down at coffee with you and explain to you how I did it. Like that's, you have to want it so bad for me to do that for you. I have to know that like, this is what you've signed up for and you're committed. Um, Because I have a lot of people in my life, especially working in restaurants, there's a lot of performers and it's like, they want to pick my brain and that's great. And I will totally share, like I'm an open book, but it's like, it's frustrating sometimes Rory, when people think it's that easy, think they need to go to one audition and they don't book it and they're miserable about it. Try going to 25 auditions and not booking them. Hmm. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it because it's like, you get this exact same thing with like content creation, right? whatever level of whatever range you have, if you're an actor, actress, podcaster, coach, content creator, I know all those conversations that we all get, you know, people will ask us, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? You know, many people yeah. ask me that they want to get into podcasting. I tell them like, listen, if you don't have the clip ready, don't even bother doing it. If you don't have that passion, if you're not looking to show up every single day, it may look like yeah. it's easy. But there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. You know it. You you juggle many different hats. You know what I mean? We got to record a podcast, edit the podcast, do the podcast art, and then upload it all over social media. And promo it. It's exhausting. Like You genuinely. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny you say that. I had a couple people ask me about the podcast as well. Like, how did you start? And it's like, do your research. Google is your friend. It's all there. Why are you asking me? Like, I get it, and it's, like, a compliment in a sense, but it's, like, sometimes people just want to take the easy way out, and that's why I always get a little triggered by that question of, like, how do you help people mentor people? Because I'm, like, I totally do, but you need to want it just as bad as me, if not more. So true. 
It's Am powerful. I the life coach now? Hello. Hey, you know what? Let's wake it up. Maybe you are. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're a coach in your respective realm. You know what I mean? And I feel like what I do with this podcasting platform now is I ha- want to have conversations like this because it gives people that depth that you can overcome anything it is that you're, you're, you're looking to do in your life. You know what I mean? There could be somebody that's growing up that wants to become an actor. They want to work in like your type of line of work. There could be somebody that wants to do a podcast. It's what you want to do, you know? And I feel like with what 2020 has done, it's, it's breeded so many, it's not even breeded, breeded, breaded, whatever you say, however you want to say it. Like it's, it's, it's made people like be able to level up. You know what I mean? And things like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like figure out what they want to do and like have the time. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they were fired from their job. And like I had a manifestation coach on this season of my podcast. And she said the reason why she like kickstarted her business was because she was let go from her corporate job. You know, it's like being an actor is so hard, but so amazing. Like I get to operate in communities that are like so woke, for lack of a better word. So just like accepting and like smart like when you're putting on a play and like you're in a room and you're like you're blocking it and you're unpacking the script and like learning the heart like there's nothing more beautiful than that it's very different from film and television very different and you don't get to pause the play you don't get to re-watch the play like you live theater is and it, like an amazing cathartic experience and like these actors film on television as well in terms of like showing these sides of you like it's very personal work and it's not about the fame it's not about any of that you know it's about loving what you do and like wanting to represent and storytell like podcasting is the same thing it's like storytelling like everything is storytelling right mm-hmm so let me ask you this question. When it comes to your acting and your role modeling, right? Yeah. Who do you emulate currently right now and why? Is there somebody Ooh, that like, you emulate like, like that you feel like your style is not on par, but very similar? Yeah, with, I'll probably just go more with like podcasting. It's like, I was very nervous about swearing. I was very nervous about um taboo topics I was nervous about talking about these things but then I realized like that's my gift like just like owning my shit and being who I am and like loud and proud about it is like who I am that's what is easy for me to do so like you look at Alex Cooper call her daddy you look at her former co-star Sophia Franklin like they're very inspiring to me because they don't give a fuck There are two women who don't give a shit and who actually really do care, but like are just so willing to like talk about this stuff that's very entertaining to the average person. But it's like for anyone who doesn't know, it's mostly sex podcasts, but they've definitely both evolved on their own now. But in terms of them just like being themselves and like hanging themselves out to dry, I definitely have gotten a lot of inspiration from both of them. So who do you say you favor more? Who, who who's oh the? Oh my god! Who's, if you gotta rank it, there's two people on that. There's two people. Who do you rank? Because I've already said this to you in the open through text. I said it's, I I get a lot of Sophia vibes from you. That's what I get. I know. That's it's so funny you say that. I just since Alex has done her Spotify deal, and for anyone who doesn't know, Alex Cooper and Sophia Franklin had Call Her Daddy together. They had a falling out. There's you know three sides to every story. Alex's side, Sophia's side, and the truth. We'll never know. Great. All to say they no longer podcast together. And Call Her Daddy is now just Alex Cooper, and it has taken off with a $60 million Spotify deal. And she's talking about really important stuff. Like, she has, like, these fucking cool guests. Like, I remember at first when Sophia went off on her own, I was definitely favoring Sophia because she was just, it was just different. It was, like, fun because it was drama, and everybody wants to be a part of it. But I'm not going to lie, man, like, Alex is really leveled up, too. Like, it's it's really hard for me to decide that, Rory. I don't know if I can. Like, I, I struggle with this on it. Like, when I listen to their shit, I'm like, ooh, like, which one is doing it better right now? I feel like it's 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 been a process. 
Well, do you think that now, let me ask you this question, because this is something that could even be be brought out, because I, I, I like to say with this podcast, I vary with a lot of different topics, right? I got a lot of range in different areas. Yeah. So with that $60 million, Spotify, $60 million Spotify deal that Alex did, would you say that it's a form of selling out where she could have been able to maybe capitalize that money somewhere else that maybe forced her to pivot and to talk about more important topics just because now she's got a big massive bag behind her behind her name. Yeah. I mean, hello, it's a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. Like life-changing money. Mm-hmm. Um You know what? I think that she's looking out for a number she's looking out for herself, which is very important to do, mm-hmm. you know. A lot of people may think that's selfish. That's fine. They can have that opinion. Um I do think she's talking about more important stuff. So I don't think she sold that. Like, I remember she discussed it on an episode. She was like, I was offered more elsewhere, but I ended up going with Spotify because it aligned more with my vision. I could be making that up, but like, she said something along those lines. And it's like, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Obviously, I'm such an empath, and whatever happened between those two girls is devastating. It's heartbreaking. They created that show together. Their friendship is gone. Fucked. I do not agree with the smear campaign that was done towards Sophia whatsoever. That was fucked up. But she's the one with $60 million in the bank. I'm just like, it, it's just like, I don't know. I so, don't know. I don't. Right. It's, what's the truth? Did she sell it about? Like, I'm just like, yo, it's it's nasty. So and I just do- personally could never could never do that to a friend let's do this then it's egos let's just call it i'll call it a spade a spade i think it's egos i think that we've i believe on our show we had that conversation where we think is we have a we may have people around us that we want to work with we may have family may have friends but when they see us going here and they maybe have a ceiling that's like stops here that's where the egos come into play you know what i mean and i think what happened there is egos got the best of both worlds I think Sophia took her side, took a step aside, and Alex said, "Hey, listen, I'm going to run with this no matter what, I, whatever happens." And it kind of bounces back to this original conversation. Now is having the right people around you that are not going to be maybe jealous of your success. They're not going to mimic what it is you're doing. We see it. You probably see it. You know, with things and and stuff like that. You're like, like to be to have a podcast is one thing. But to be on this cruise ship and to do what you're doing and entertaining, you know, men and women and families and small children or whoever, it's something that's rewarding because you're 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 spreading joy totally. back into the family oh, yeah. and back in the household. So my conversation to you would be now is what does that look like when you may have people on the outside that maybe once you start interact with you or maybe are interacting with you and they tend to pull away? I think that's the same thing that kind of goes with the Alex and the spot of the Alex and Sophia situation and whatnot, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, money, money changes people, uh, fame, notoriety. It, it fucks with you. Like it, it, you know, I, I'll always talk about my ex changed so much when he started making money, you know, like it's, it's a tough, it's a tough one because I'm very lucky. I'm surrounded by so many supportive people. Sure, there's haters and jealousy. And, like, you know you're somebody when, like, someone's leaving you a bad review. Like, that's when you know you're somebody. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no such thing as bad press, you know, they say. So your original question being, like, how do I deal with that? Yeah. I mean, I just, it's so crazy, like, the growth. Like, I... I just think about things so differently since the pandemic. Like what's really important, you know, if, if that brings that person joy, great. Like who am I to say? 
are people going to start acting weird around me because I'm doing something that they want to be doing? Not my problem. That sounds like a you problem. You know what I mean? And like, it sucks. Jealousy is real. Like, it's okay to want the things that other people have. Are you kidding? I want things that people have all the time, but it's like, do the work. Why? Okay, so why are you having that reaction? Nobody is in charge. It's so funny. My friend started therapy and her therapist said to her, and it rocked her world, nobody is in charge of your feelings except for you. Like, nobody is, in, is responsible for how you react to things. Nobody is to blame except for you. And like, oh, that is a hard one to swallow. So I feel like it goes hand in hand with what you're asking a little bit. I'm kind mm -hmm. of like, don't care. Well, I'll say this, you know, I, I get it also too. You know, you see it wherever you go, you know, and with me, I get, we were talking before we hit the record button. There's a lot that we, there's a lot of people that have access to us and there's a lot of eyes that are on us. And when yeah. we have this access and we have these eyes on us, we can't really say what it is we want to say. And I've said to myself so many times, how much of a disservice is that to us? Because I know what we're trying is what we're trying to do. And you got to know how to be in between the lines. You always have to color in between the lines. But then sometimes yeah. I simply sit here and I say is I may color in between the lines. But if you see me and you know that we hold a ground of respect, respect goes a far way. Once you overstep that boundary, it's your ass. And that's where that, now that's <laughs> when things change. You know what yeah, I mean? Because I will call sure. out things. And I've always said this is that there's too many people I feel like in this world that are around us and they've been enabled in, that, in their life. They've been babied. They've been coddled. They've never had people that are going to call them out for their actions. I'm that guy that calls you up for your actions. I don't Yo, give a damn. Yo, you totally are. Yeah, you know I'm gonna call funny, you up. Though, Rory? Yeah, I'm not really like I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. I'm working on it. I don't like conflict. I don't like disrupting the peace unless I really have to. Unless it's really fucking with me. Um, I don't. I just like, I don't want to see people struggle or, or, you know, when it's like when you sometimes hold the mirror up to someone and you're like, this is what you're doing. It sucks. Like, it's not a good feeling, but I'm definitely getting better. Mm -hmm. I call myself out. Mm -hmm. It's hard, man. Like relationships are hard. They're complicated. They're, oh my God. Like nobody's okay, Rory. You know what I noticed about you just in this conversation? Oh, God. I look back at the July podcast we did on your platform. I'm going to boost you here. I'm going to give you some flowers. I see, more, I see more grounding with you. I don't know what maybe was going on around that time, but I see a more calmer sense of demeanor. Your focus seems to be a little bit more intact. I feel like it was too like wild and chaotic. Am I right? Well, it was new, right? Mm -hmm. I was figuring it out. It was new. Totally, totally. And, you know, I didn't really have a theme of my show. I didn't like, I didn't know what I was going to do, talk about. Like, I've kind of dabbled in so many topics like you have. Obviously, I only have like 30 episodes out, but <laughs> and not fucking, what are you at? Like, it's going on 324 after. That's insane. Yeah. It's just but... putting the work in. Sorry. Sorry about it. Sorry. Don't care. Um, like that's the thing though, right? You, it would be crazy to look back at like episode two and three and how different your vibe would be, I'm sure. So I thank you. I appreciate that. I've done a lot of work on just like, I've had a hard year. I'm not going to lie. It's been a great year, but it's been really hard. A lot is going on up there. I'm just like, what am I doing on this planet? You know, like a lot of existential crisis and also just. The pandemic being really, really hard for artists and any anyone, truly, and feeling very blessed. I did a show in August at a regional theater, and now I'm heading back on the ship. Like, I've worked. I, I've, you know, I have asked her, and she's like, are you going to finally admit, like, you're a working fucking actor or no? <laughs> and I'm like, never. Um, so it's like, it's just, yeah, I, I, I really do feel like I've grown. So thank you. Oh, no, I can see it. Okay. Yeah, no, I can see it. I can see it. So let me ask you this question. What questions do you hate to answer? I think that's the biggest conversation. You always talk about, Ooh. are you okay? Are you this? Are you that? But what questions do you hate to answer? And that could be as an actor. I want to really focus on the actor part. What, what questions do you hate to ask? Do you hate to answer? Oh, 
you know what I used to fucking hate in, um, <laughs> in like school, they were very particular about like knowing what kind of work you want to do. Well, do you want to do Shakespeare? Do you want to do indie work? Do you want to do like, what do you want? And I would just hate that question. Cause I'd be like, I just want to work. But you know what? I messed up because if I had been more specific then about what I wanted in this industry, I'd probably be in a different place. Like I, no regrets, obviously, but I definitely hate being asked like, what do I want? Because I, as much as I know what I want and I'm very driven and motivated, I don't really know. Mm. The goals are still a little like, of course, work as an actor. Okay, but what does that mean? So when someone asks me that, like, I get a little, like, oof, overwhelmed because I'm like, I don't really know if I know the answer. You know? Mm -hmm. We're so focused on booking, but it's like, what kind of work do you want to book? Mm. So I hate that question because okay. it uh, shows weakness. Mm. Being vulnerable. Nobody wants. Being vulnerable. Yeah, which... Okay. I'm trying to think if I think any other questions that I hate. Oh my gosh. Well, what movie are you in? Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, what? And this is what pisses me off. Like, Hollywood is 0.01% of actors. You know? And those are amazing, talented people. But there's amazing, talented people at the regional theater in Kansas City. Or maybe not, actually. But... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's actors everywhere. It's a way of life. Mm -hmm. So I hate that, like, stigma of, like, unless you're in a Hollywood movie, like, you're not an actor. And that is just so far from the truth. Okay. So what would you say is your most terrifying moment in life? And how do you bounce back from it? Oh, wow. Um, I told you. I'm coming with the questions today. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's great. And so far in my journey on this planet... <sighs> it's so cliche, but like having your heart broken is mm. the worst pain in the entire world. Wake it up. Let's go talk about it. Wake it up. Wake it it up. is the worst pain. Like I'm not kidding. And I've had multiple heartbreaks, you know, and I think losing a family member is a heartbreak. Like whatever you justify as heartbreak when your heart breaks and it hurts because you've, someone's dumped you or, you know, you lost that dream job or whatever you broke, you fucked it up or you lost your aunt. Like it's heartbreak. And that it, it's so heavy. It literally feels like somebody is pushing on your chest. The anxiety, oh, the fear of being alone. Not fun. Not fun. Was the hardest time in my life. But like, Oh my gosh, no regrets. Like made me literally this like and like catching all these fuckers and lies. You know, like just getting so good and getting in touch with my intuition. Like but heartbreak, getting my heart broken was the was the worst thing probably. You know, as uh cliche. I might, I might have to bring you I might have to bring you on when I do the relationship panel conversation at some oh, point wow. in time. It's gonna be in the new year. And I'm really looking. It's I, I, I have many different ways I want to do this. I don't yeah. want to do it remotely. I do want to do it live because I feel like capturing the best moments on camera is going to be one legendary show, right? It's going to be all video yeah. aspect because I feel like relationships, no matter if it's family, friends, the lovey-dovey, kiss-in-the-mouth relationships are the most challenging things. I love how you say you can burn people in lives. Trust me, you can burn people in any given day of the week. And yeah. one of the one of the things that stand out for me is people think they they think they're slick. They think they're oh slick. Gosh. But I always say is you always got to make sure you find the right person that's for you. Right. Yeah. And understanding are they communicating with you? Are they going to be able to celebrate your wins and your losses? Yep. And most importantly, are they going to be able to like when you up and on that ship? Are they going to be okay with that, knowing that you're gone yeah. away? You know what I mean? And things like that. So, yeah, I'm definitely, like I said. We yeah. can, I mean, we can unpack that a little. Like, I'm obviously, I'm in a relationship now. And mm -hmm. it's so funny, when we first started dating, like, I literally told him verbatim, 
I'm looking for a husband and I will be leaving for months at a time. I was at that point, Rory, of like dating. I was like, don't give a fuck. This is me. Like, I was like, I just don't care anymore. I'm not going to waste my time. That is such a fucking powerful place to be. Mm. Liberating. But terrifying. I'm here for it. Terrifying. Who says that to a guy they just met? Clearly a clinically insane person, but great. And it it worked and it hasn't been it it hasn't been, you know, all good. Long distance relationships are horrible. Like nobody wants to be in a long distance relationship. Like I'm sorry, you don't. But do you want to be with someone who wouldn't be willing to do that for you? Hmm. So that you could live your dream? Man. You have to ask yourself these tough questions. Yeah. It's not for everybody. And that's yeah. not me passing judgment because you need to operate within your reality. If you're never going to leave based on your job, then why do you need to think about that? But if you are somebody, you know, in this position, you need to be, you need to want to be with someone who wants that for you. Love how you said that. It's, it's, it's holding the bar and having boundaries set. You know how yeah. many times I tell people, men, women, have your boundaries set. Say whatever you need to say from the jump. It doesn't matter if it's if it's grandiose and it sounds crazy. It's not that it sounds crazy. If they can't receive it right then and there, cut it. Get the scissors out. Get the knife. Cut it out. Because that just tells you who they really are. Because if they're yeah. looking for the hookup, you'll figure out that they're looking for the hookup. If they're looking for something long term, <laughs> they're going to present themselves long term. And that's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. And I hate to say it, if a guy wants to talk, call you, he'll call you. If a guy wants to see you, he'll see you. They are simple creatures. <laughs> Let me tell you. You know, and it's a hard pill for a lot of cis straight women to swallow. You know, it, it's like, dude, stop. You are so much better than that. You know, and I've been there. I've been the one texting them. I've been the one, like, following up. I've been the one getting left on red. Like, ugh, don't miss those times. And it's so easy for me to sit on the other side of it in a happy relationship. But, you know, I put in the work. I sent the boundary. So. So let's give let's give let's give the audience a little something, a little, little tea, a little Earl Grey, a little, little Earl Grey. How does it feel to be left on red? Honestly, let's wake that Ooh. up. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be left on red. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to have their heart broken. Nobody. No, nobody. It's the ego. It's all about the ego. Always especially i'm sorry especially for men i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it that's not fair women are shitty too um (laughs) but you know it's just all about the ego and people want to feel wanted you know like i remember when i got my heart broken one of the things that really got me through it was like this person legitimately thinks their life is better without you in it go fuck yourself because it ain't but also great why should i want that why should you want attention from someone who's literally not taking 30 seconds to reply to you that is insane yet we sit there with our phones like oh my god is he gonna text me back what's wrong with us I had a conversation with one of my guys on the on the other side of the border and we were talking about that is the level of texting and I get people are productive right and they can be high demand job and things like that I'm I'm okay with that but it's like how does it look when you send a message to somebody like 10 o'clock and they don't respond back to you to like 7 p.m in the nighttime 10 o'clock in the morning, that, that tells you where you, where you stand. And exactly. I'll always say this. I'll always say this. It doesn't matter what job they do. They can respond back. Highest demand job. Let's go nurse, surgeon. Nurses have their phone on them all the time. So when I hear somebody say, all oh, I'm dating a nurse or I'm dating a this person, and they can't respond back, I'm like, listen, you're not on that priority list. If you're on that priority list, trust me, they would be hitting you back up. You can Simple normally creatures. tell. You can normally just tell how it is. And that's with both sexes. You know what I mean? And things totally. like that. Totally. You know, we're all guilty of leaving people on red. We've all done it. You know? But you're exactly right. It's like, ah, it's just recycle bin of excuses. The title of the episode we did together. There's always going to be an excuse. Mm-hmm. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Great. It is what it is. Like, when people show you their true colors, believe them. 
as we're coming to the end of this. I know. We are nailing this. Mm -hmm. As we're coming to the end, my last question to you is, it's December. There's, you know, 20 some odd days left. Things like this. Ask yourself this question as you're on the cruise ship. You're doing what you're doing. You're inspiring people. You're making people laugh. You're making people cheer. You have your cast members, your crew members, all this. Yeah. Going into 2022, what's one thing you're looking to complete going into 2022? Honestly, I financially have some goals because it has been two years of trying to figure out how to save some money in this godforsaken town of Toronto. Like, it's been really hard, mm-hmm. really inconsistent. Just in general, as an actor and a server, I my paychecks just vary, right? So, you know, you have a great day on set, you make $500, and then you go to work and make 60 bucks in tips or $300 in tips. You know, like, there's no method to the madness. So for me in 2022, like, I'm not kidding. I've never dedicated... A year or a month, like I've never set a financial milestone for myself. And I think being 30, like that's literally what I'm, I took this job knowing that I'm going to save money. And that is the priority at the moment, just because I finally felt what it was like to go without for a second there during the pandemic. And I've never, I've never struggled financially. I've always been okay I'm, I'm i'm very privileged in that sense i didn't grow up loaded by any means but i didn't go out didn't go without ever and just not knowing like how this was going to pan out for me in like line of credit or like whatever you know i'm not in crippling debt or anything it's just like it was so scary i was like holy shit i've never had to like count my tips like this so and that's honestly like something that's very vulnerable for me to talk about because like you look at my life online and you don't think I'm somebody who's struggling with money mm-hmm. and I'm not really in the grand scheme of things, but it's been really hard on my ego, on my confidence level to like not be where I want to be financially at this point in my life. So that's kind of the goal for 2022. I love it. You know, I was yeah. saying to somebody the exact same time, you know, about what my main thing for 2022 is going to be securing a bag. Securing all types of bags, you know what I mean? There's some pretty interactive things that are going to be going on this back end of this this channel, this podcast and platform yeah. that I'm like that I'm what? looking can't say I can't just say can't it just say yet. yet. If people just pay it, they has gotta pay attention. They just gotta see. They just gotta see. You know, um it, it's gonna have I'll say this. It's gonna have something to do with some form of coaching in two different areas okay. in life. And uh yeah, everybody just stay tuned. You know, your audience, my audience, and hey. You know, I feel like as we're going into this holiday season, the only thing I can tell people is just thank you. You know, thank you. Thank yeah. you for even taking your time and, and connecting with me today. And, and thanks to everybody. Thanks to your audience. Thanks to my audience. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for the listeners, the podsters. So it's like, you know, as much as we're doing this to entertain and, and help people, we, we we got nothing without the audience. So. Uh, I'm eternally grateful for anyone who listened this far. <laughs> I am they not will. okay. They will. Don't worry about it, man. They're going to. They have no choice. And you got to listen. And thank you, Rory, for, like, these cool questions. Like, it's honestly making me, like, see, like, how far I've come. You're a different Sports person. Therapy. You're a different person. The last, what, like I said, from July to now is this is December. Yeah. The connectors are there. They're, they're anchored in. You tightened well, up the nuts and the bolts. That. So... Yeah, I'm still a mess, but like, you know, a little more of an organized one. Well, I want my damn sweatshirt also, too, so I don't know what we're waiting for. Don't worry, I'll pay for it, too. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Miss Teeny, Justine, where can everybody check you out? Check out the podcast and. Yeah, yeah. so my podcast is called Are You Okay? play on words no it's it's just like stop it at this point and it's available honestly wherever you listen to podcasts like you know spotify apple it's through the anchor platform um and then mostly instagram because she's a millennial so at teeny time that is t-e-n-e time and i don't have a exclusive like podcast instagram because like that is way too much work for me 
I, you know, need to be not on my phone 24-7. So it's all there on my personal Instagram page. I'm talking about all sorts of shit. It's very refreshing to just be yourself. And right now we're unpacking truth on my podcast. I had a really good friend of mine come out and tell his journey to sobriety, his rock bottom with alcoholism. Like, we're talking about hard stuff over there, just like you are. And we're talking about fun stuff, too. So check it out. Perfect. We will. We'll do. Definitely. And like I said, I want my damn t- I want my damn sweatshirt. <laughs> Honey, order that shit. Link in bio. Link tree. And for anyone who cares, I'm going to go dance with Mickey Mouse in February. Let's go. So who knows what kind of podcast I'll be throwing out with that whack-ass Wi-Fi. But we'll get there. So let me, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Who's your favorite Disney character and why before we get oh. out of here? Yes, of course I love this question. Um, I have many, but I portray the role of Cruella DeVille, so obviously she's high on my list. But you want to know who my ultimate favorite is? Lady from Lady and the Tramp. I used to have a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, so. It doesn't talk, though. Basic? They ate spaghetti, and that was it. Sweetie. She talks. She has a voice. She's cute, pretty to look at, okay? That's why I like her. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just always been my fave. I'm like, that's kind of boring, eh? Now that I think about it. She doesn't talk. She eats spaghetti. Isn't that not the cover art of the lady and the tramp? It's the spaghetti and the yeah. meatballs and the meatballs and the spaghetti. I know, but it's like a cute <laughs> love story. The, like, bougie dog ends up with the, like, homeless dog. You know, it's just the stray. It's great. All right, all right, well... Appreciate you and happy holidays and travel safe. Thank you, Rory. Thank you so much. You too. Take care of yourself. So honored to work with you. Oh, God. I need to go. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.